This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, June 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. House budget stalls. Trump cuts rejected. USDA seeks advice on GMO disclosure. WOTUS on the way out. Pruitt reassures Democrats. Two top priorities for President Trump and Republicans in Congress, tax reform and health care, are running into new problems on Capitol Hill. In the Senate, Republicans have given up trying to pass their health care reform bill before the week-long Fourth of July recess. Out of the House, Republicans are postponing action on a fiscal 18 budget resolution that could have a significant impact on the upcoming farm bill debate. Members of the conservative House Freedom Caucus continue to push for cuts in welfare spending, including the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. The cuts would help pay for reducing taxes. But House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, who's trying to maintain political support for a new farm bill, says the cut to SNAP that the Freedom Caucus wants isn't realistic. Conaway, who also wants to show that he's a team player, says he's still committed to working with the Budget Committee on a deal. The budget resolution is critical to Republicans' goal of passing a sweeping overhaul of the federal tax system. Without the budget resolution, Republicans can't use a process for passing the tax bill without Democratic support in the Senate. Spending bill wax ag spending. Congress is moving ahead with writing annual spending bills for the government, even though Republicans have made little progress in writing the budget resolution, the long-term blueprint for spending and taxes. A House Appropriations Subcommittee will vote today on a spending bill for USDA, FDA, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission that rejects many of the major spending cuts in President Trump's budget while still reducing overall spending levels for those agencies. The bill would largely protect spending on research, rural development, and international food aid, all areas that Trump targeted for deep cuts or elimination of entire programs. For more on the budget and its implications for the Farm Bill, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes this morning. USDA seeks guidance on GMO disclosure. USDA has taken an important step in its development of regulations for disclosure of biotech food ingredients. The Agriculture Marketing Service has released a series of 30 questions for the public and industry to address. The answers will help shape the disclosure requirements under a law enacted last year to preempt state GMO labeling laws. Among the things the agency wants to know is what terms should be considered interchangeable with bioengineering, the term that is used in the disclosure law. Another critical question is which breeding techniques should be considered conventional breeding. That's important because crop modifications that could be achieved through conventional breeding are exempt from mandatory disclosure. The industry hopes that gene editing falls under that exemption. The agency also wants to know whether disclosure should be required for highly refined products, such as oils or sugars derived from genetically engineered crops. Supporters of the law will argue that Congress intended to exempt those ingredients. WOTUS withdrawal moves ahead. The Trump administration is winning praise from across the agriculture sector for taking a formal step to replace the Obama-era waters of the U.S. rule. As we reported yesterday, the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers have released a proposed rule that would officially rescind the WOTUS rule. 
The agencies still have a long way to go before the new rule is in place, but the administration clearly is trying to accelerate the process. The proposed withdrawal allows for only 30 days of public comment, a relatively short period given the controversial nature of the issue. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt told the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee yesterday that a proposed replacement rule would be released by the fourth quarter of this year or the first quarter of 2018 at the latest. In the meantime, the agencies will continue to administer the Clean Water Act in the same way they have since the courts put the Obama administration's waters rule on hold in October 2015. House Speaker Paul Ryan gave one of the strongest statements yesterday in praise of the administration's action. The West has finally won in the battle over the Obama administration's WOTUS rule. This regulation would have been a disaster for rural communities in the West and across the country, giving Washington near total control over water resources, according to the Speaker. EPA Chief, no intent to kill agency. Pruitt is promising lawmakers that the Trump administration has no intention of killing his agency. Pruitt assured the top Democrat of the Senate Appropriations Committee, Pat Leahy, that the agency has many important roles, including protecting water and air quality and regulating toxic chemicals and other products. Pruitt also promised Democrats that he would follow congressional directives if Congress rejects cuts to his agency proposed in Trump's budget. For example... He assured Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen that he would continue funding for the Chesapeake Bay Cleanup, or TMDL, even though the president's budget sought to eliminate the program. Pruitt praised the six-state coalition that supports the TMDL, saying it's very hard to achieve that kind of cooperation and collaboration. Ag sector well represented at NAFTA hearing. The U.S. Trade Representative held the first of three day-long hearings yesterday to take in public comment on renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement. The ag sector had plenty to say. Cargill Vice President of International Protein Sales, Pat Binger, said in his testimony that his company sold 250 million pounds of beef and turkey to Mexico and Canada last year because of NAFTA. Binger said Cargill supports trade agreements that foster the interconnectedness of our food system, improve global food security, and reinforce the importance of rules in the global trading system. We believe NAFTA has made a significant contribution to the U.S. and North American agricultural industries by helping to open markets, connect supply chains, and provide consumers in the United States and abroad with high-quality, safe, affordable food. Other representatives of the ag sector to testify included Michael Stewart, president of the Florida Fruit and Vegetable Association, Katie Granite, president of the United States Cattlemen's Association, and Chandler Gould, CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers. Here's today's She Said It. I am going to miss saying WOTUS, but really, this is a big victory for rural communities. That Julia slings me. Deputy Communications Director for House Speaker Paul Ryan on Twitter. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, June 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.